Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's <laughs> premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, Kevin, you having a wonderful Friday? Well, I was talking as though y'all could hear me, so apparently I'm not doing as good as I thought. Wow. Well, what was the most interesting? I was born in the 60s, Rick, in 1969, really? so there's that. Well, yeah, but that means you weren't listening to the radio then. So this is know. the, Correct. by the way, th- this is the 55th anniversary of yeah. the big shootout. Oh, boy. Does yeah. that make oh, you yeah. feel old? That was back in yeah, the, but it was in December. It wasn't in January. Oh no, no, not this day, but this year. Yeah, yeah. Just like uh, when the caller was talking about hiring Houston Nutt, the '98 season was 25 years ago. This past football season, and they and Hogs Plus did a really nice uh, feature on that on Houston. Talked to a lot of the players from that era. Really did a good job on that. <coughs> okay, Kevin. So before we talk about uh, the basketball team. I'm told, so so defend yourself if you need to, that your most recent post, either before the Missouri game or the after the Missouri game, indicated that you do think there's a chance that Musselman won't be here next year. Am I accurate on that? And if if so, what makes you think that? Yeah, well, I just I've I've got a lot of different folks that I talk to in the basketball world, in the NBA, other coaches. Uh, Folks tied to the shoe companies who have a big role, not only in spring and summer basketball, but they sponsor the various universities. And, and you know, so there's a lot of different connect connections there. And so when you're hearing the same thing, but from different people, and it's not just a circular conversation and you've been hearing it for a while, there's typically some truth there. What is truth? I mean, there's a whole season to be played. There's Right now, there's still a third of a season to go. Mm-hmm. Things change. Um, options change. There's going to be a domino effect once the season ends and you see multiple coaches uh, either decide to move on or forced out, and so that'll shake up the landscape as well. But based on what I've heard for months, not just recently, for months, Eric Mulsman is considering other options. Now, you know, again, considering i mean sometimes these things get out and it's, it's intentional for to create leverage either for negotiations and other things mm. maybe it's a combination of several things including interest in looking at what else is out there i haven't given specifics on teams uh, or programs i have information on that i'm, I'm going to let that one i'm going to hold on to those that information but yeah i do believe that's Based on everything I've gathered for weeks and weeks and really months, I, I uh, you know, I think year five could be the end. One of the things I also said in that is that I'm teetering on how much, how likely is it that he leaves. I'm probably I don't, very slightly leaning toward that he probably won't be here. But that's just, again, a lot of factors going on that could change. Money talks, NIL. And what's available there? I know Musman's done a lot of canvassing for that. Uh, it, it, even in, I mean, especially in Central Arkansas, uh, more than once in the last several months. And I've, you know, kind of gotten different feedback on that. But I think NIL and Arkansas's ability to raise that and have it uh, also p- plays into uh, the future of any coach. Um, 
you know, if if there's an opportunity maybe to go somewhere else where the NIL money's better because that helps them do what they need to do to win. Interesting. It used to be if a coach had a really good job, he didn't start looking until he was on the ropes, and Eric Musselman's not on the ropes. No. Uh, he's, uh, he's solid, and that's that's not even an issue at the end of the year. But uh, coaches do get wanderlust, and I guess my only thought on that is, I don't know Eric Musselman. Shook his hand once. That, that's it. And introduced myself. That's all. So I don't know him at all. But if you look at his track record, he hadn't been anywhere very, maybe even his five years as long as he's been in every, anywhere. That, I think you're could, right. That's about right. Yeah. Rick, yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> if you think about Eric Musselman, he's a guy that what we've seen for the most part is someone who has a lot of energy and he's, yeah. he doesn't stay put for very long doing any particular thing for very long. I mean, he's out there, right? He's at baseball training camps and mm-hmm. meeting with, I mean, he's doing all kinds of stuff. And so, it, you know, it could be one of those things where it's hard for him to truly settle. Now, I can't speak to that with 100% certainty, but it just appears to me uh, that this is a guy that, you know, maybe for him, uh, that that sort of nomadic lifestyle. I don't I don't know that that's going to either drive him out after year five or he finds a reason to stay. I'm just saying, he. Well, you brought up the fact he hasn't been in one place for very long when you think about relative to some other highly successful coaches, and that's true until it's not true. And we don't know when that would be, but it might be where he's one of the reasons why he's looking, uh, has been showing interest in other opportunities. Times are changing. Uh, Rick, uh, Eddie Sutton and Nolan Richardson coached combined probably, what, 25 years? 30. 30? Yeah. And they, uh, of course, when Eddie said, I'll walk to Kentucky, that was a premier job, and he uh, understood that. Uh, but Nolan picked up, and they went that long, and now you're talking about coaches staying four or five years and out, and for whatever reason, I I, I don't know. Well, it's interesting. Sam Pittman was in his fifth year at Arkansas, although a lot of people would say four because COVID was a that, yeah that was a major yeah. setback, and so uh, and this year will be a pivotal year for him, no doubt about it. Oh, big time. Yeah. Well, in the in. And that's as, as we're talking about that, Kevin. I, I just hearing those things and everything. I'm watching Arkansas play Missouri. Certainly, Musselman is still competitive enough. Whatever he's thinking, he's still coaching to win. It uh-huh. sure looks that way to me. What uh-huh. do you think? No, I agree. I think you you combine the Kentucky the effort against Kentucky, the the turnaround on defense. Now these were matchups in, in on the interior front lines that were both soft defensively on both occasions. So there are some matchup advantages there, but you're when you're coaching to win, you're attacking those advantages. And you looked at Arkansas's attention to attacking the rim, putting pressure on the rim, getting in the paint, foregoing three-point shooting. Arkansas was four of six from three. You love the percentage, but you also love the low volume when you had an opponent that really had trouble defending in the paint of the rim, which has been Arkansas's problem most of the season. Uh, now you've got some advantages in the matchups, and so – uh, you know, Musman has not really still gotten down to a rotation like he typically does. You, you did still musical chairs. Uh, this was a game where L. Ellis didn't play. Uh, he played, started and played the majority of the minutes in the backcourt when he looked at the Kentucky game, and now Keon Minifield Jr., who didn't play against the Wildcats, 
had a good game and, and played against Missouri. So he's still, you know, I think the point guard spot's been a big question mark. We know Devo Davis is out. Trevor Brazil has been out. Both players out, by the way, these last two games. These are your preseason All-SEC picks. Who by Maybe it's addition by subtraction, but both guys have been out the last two games. And Arkansas had arguably their best two defensive performances for 80 minutes. Now, there was a, a bad second half against uh, uh, um, Missouri defensively, but overall, Arkansas has shown improvement in these last two games without the two players that were pro- – projected to be the best two players on the team yeah so is he coaching to win of course because he's like he's done in the past he's finding ways to kind of maybe turn things around this team doesn't seem built to me like the previous three to turn it around in such a way that you go from really rough sec starts to instantly tournament runs uh you know this team to me is on a i mean it's close with 10 more games ago i think this team still has to win out to head into the SEC tournament oh, yeah. with real at large juice. You know, to talk about. You know, I went. I went yeah, into. Hold, hold on, Tommy. We'll keep talking when we come back. But I hear the music, and we don't interrupt anybody. So we'll be back with more right. of Drive Time Sports. So Kevin and Tommy, you were having a conversation. Tommy, you were just about to say something when we had to go to break. I forgot. You forgot. Yeah. Okay. We'll turn it back <laughs> to Kevin. So, so Kevin. Okay, no, I, I, I've always thought that Musselman took 12 players and mixed them and matched them for the first two months of the season, and by late January, he had a hell of a team. But I don't think he's found that chemistry yet. Yeah, I think Kevin just said that, too. You think that's the truth, Kevin? Yeah, I do. I do. You know, uh, he's usually by now, he's got, got, you know, six, seven, eight guys that he's really leaning on. Yeah. In the rotation, and, and they, in they, it, the formula for winning, you can see it, right? Because they start winning, and it's multiple games, uh, not just up and down. Last year was a little more of the up and down, but even after Arkansas started one and five, they had a five-game winning streak, uh-huh. and that was capped by that big road win in Kentucky. Remember, that was Arkansas, one yep. of Arkansas's best wins of the season, a 15-point yep. uh-huh. win. So, th- th- this team, I mean, you go and beat the worst team in the SEC, arguably in Missouri. I know Vanderbilt's also winless. I think Vanderbilt's maybe a little better than Missouri, and uh, I just don't. This is just not enough of a feather in the cap to say, okay, they've turned no, it around. No, it's just, no, uh, no. The, you know, and then LSU. This is a team they're going to play in the morning, <laughs> 11 a.m. tip on yeah. the road. It's a good defensive team when you look at they force over nine steals a game, 14 and a half turnovers they force the Tigers. This is still a problem for Arkansas. The second half uh, against Missouri, the turnovers. You know, really showed up in that run that Missouri made. In addition to the defense having lapses, um, and it's a team that doesn't give up a lot of uh, inside the arc. It's forty. I think teams are shooting just at forty percent of the seat on the season against LSU inside the arc. The Tigers will give up a lot of threes and a decent percentage, but Arkansas. It's not the best of Arkansas's game. Arkansas's best right now getting to the basket and. And then, you know, being opportunistic on threes. If Arkansas has to shoot a high volume of threes on the road, I think it could be a problem. Yeah, a little bit of um, Gangster Museum live fan feedback there in Hot Springs, of course. Let me just say a couple things because Tommy Smith was talking about John Brummett's column. He's, uh, uh, Jimmy tells us that the Brummett piece was satire to okay. use and inform. Okay. And then uh, Scott wants to say, good to hear Tommy on Drive Time Sports. He is the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> the GOAT. So, 
<laughs> yeah, so Kevin, I don't know how we should take that. I mean, obviously Tommy's, of course, he's been doing this a lot longer than we have. So I get that. I get that. Okay, so you're saying LSU playing early in the morning. They're a good defensive team. The question is those three inside guys who played so well against Missouri, can they continue to do that no matter who the opponent is? Uh, I wouldn't say that, uh, Rick, just because if you look at the arc of the season, one guy has a good game and somebody else maybe has a half of a good game. and It's just not enough consistency yet no. to say, well, we can count on this now. And I think that's what Musselman sees because that's why he keeps playing yeah. everybody on the roster except the two, one or two guys he decided pregame wasn't going to play. Last time that was L. Ellis and Joseph Pinion. Um, you know, at Mizzou, and you can't argue with it because Arkansas won. Uh, but also, I think that helps answer the question. He keeps playing, you know, 10, 11, 12 guys, sometimes more, in each half. So I, I don't know that we can count on anyone to be consistent and, and rely on them to continue. Now, Messiah and Makai Mitchell average a double-double and get double-doubles against both yeah. uh, Kentucky and then Missouri. I think that's obviously a positive. Um, and he's making his free throws, 11 of 14 combined in those games. So if you're going to be a guy who's, who you're, the team is going to play through offensively and you're a big uh, working around the basket, you're going to get fouled some. You've got to get to that line and make teams pay, and Arkansas's bigs have not been very good shooting free throws, and that's something else Mekhi Mitchell, in addition to the blue-collar stuff, starting to convert at the line. We know he's a high field goal percentage guy shooting it. He didn't shoot a lot. It's all usually around the basket and off a drive and a, a dish, and then he's there. Or maybe it's a putback. But uh, the free throw line, I think, in volume like he did is obviously potentially a, a step of uh, improvement that you could say, okay, if he can continue to deliver that, it doesn't hurt as much that Brazil's out because this is the kind of production you would have expected Brazil to bring which he did in three games. He had three double-doubles back in November, capped by that Duke performance, 9-11-2. and two. Persona non grata for the most part since that. He did tweak an ankle the game after Duke. That may have something to do with it. Now he's dealing with knee soreness, but you've got to have someone step up, and it's been Makai Mitchell back-to-back games. Graham's contributed some, as has Lawson. So the three of them, can they continue to all plug in and give this? I just don't know because the matchup against Mizzou and even Kentucky's defense, it was very favorable for those guys. Okay, so if you need maybe even better guard play in this game, and we don't know if they'll limit them to six three-point shots, but does Ells play? And what about Minifield? He was terrific against Missouri. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't crazy about Minifield's shot selection, but, you know, he did, he did hit two of three from three. He made all six of his free throw attempts, and he had some nice passes. This was just such a uh, – this defense was worse than, than to me than Arkansas's defense at its worst this year, and it's been pretty bad. I couldn't believe just, just how of, inept uh, Missouri was. Defense. Yeah. Huh? There was a lot of Olay defense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 91 points for Arkansas. The, the previous <laughs> high was 78 against A&M, and the other yeah. six league games, Arkansas couldn't get to 70. Three of them, they couldn't get to 60. So <laughs> – you, you factor that in as well. I just don't know how much we can count on this Arkansas team to have carryover uh, with some of these players. Minifield, it, one day it's him, it's Ellis another game, and we've seen maybe Battle try to plug back in. His efficiency shooting hasn't followed him. You know, he's hit double figures a couple of times. The other night he had a couple of early threes. Arkansas didn't shoot many, but, you know, he's, I thought defensively he's maybe gotten a little bit better. Uh, and then Tremont Marks, the guy that's been the consistent scorer, 
And now you're seeing more and more of him rebounding, doing some of the other stuff. That's what Arkansas really needs from him, an all-around player, not just a guy chasing points. They need Corey Bat. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. would be great. That would be great. It, it probably yeah. would be. Let's see. He was a senior in 95. So what would that make him? That's uh, 24 years. He's quite close to 50. I don't know if he'd still be effective or not. We'll <laughs> All right, that's Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Yeah, have a great weekend, man. Mm-hmm. Thomas Thanks, Smith, guys. Rick you Schaefer. Too. Great to be on with the goats. <laughs> <laughs>